0: Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song, it's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-bebidow! Yahoo! Wow! Oh, We're Oh my gosh. We are back. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. We're back for another amazing episode of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Wow, this is episode number 133. 133 for me? For you. And <laughs> and for me. Yes. And so, I mean, since it's episode 133, uh, we might as well do something different. Yeah, because last week, of course... Um, we reviewed the Beths, as everyone knows. Yes, or I guess I reviewed the Beths. Yes, you reviewed, uh, reviewed the Beths. So that was one episode on episode one thirty two, and this mm-hmm. is episode one thirty three. One thirty three, baby. Three is a magic number, you know. It is. It has certain uh, certain magical qualities to it. Yes, some might even say mathematical qualities. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently the uh, thirty degree angle is like the basis for a lot of stuff, like the pyramids. Are like at 30 degree angles going up or something like that the uh mm. golden ratio has something to do with 33 or thirty well i know that what is it I don't know ten divided by three is three, three point three three, 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 three repeating right three, 333333 three, 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 three. Yeah. infinity three infinity if you chop an infinity symbol the infinity in, if you take the infinity symbol in and and chop it in half and then rotate it that's upwards. A three. three wow it's also an e which rhymes with three <laughs> there are two e's in a three. A lot. Of, there should be three. There should be three, three threes in a three. Yeah, you just you would just have to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. thirteen. But enough about that. Enough about the number three. We have three beers to review on this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, And all these beers share something in common. Yes, but just so we don't lose your attention, um, after we review these beers, we're going to review or just go over our top uh, five from 2022 music albums, songs, whatever you want to do. I was under the impression that we were just going to talk about five things in 2022. That's it too. Some I, of them are music. I went with five Some of albums them are... because I'm one. Tra- I'm very one track focused. Okay. Some of them are beer related as well. Oh, beer related as well. So, so Jesse will be uh, varying it up and making things interesting. Yes. Well, actually, just one of them is beer related. That's okay. <laughs> so, it could be one, could be none, could be all. You'll have to yes. wait and see. Um, but so. we are talking about three beers this episode. Yeah. From the brewery. Stone. stone, one of our one of our favorites. Yeah, and I feel like it has been a New York minute since we've had a Stone beer on the podcast. I think we used to have them pretty regularly, probably pretty regularly. I'm trying to remember the last time we did review a Stone beer, and I think it was a while ago. Yeah, it I must have been. I I, I don't remember. One. I have no idea. Maybe it was the Rune Ten. Maybe, maybe it's possible, but I don't remember. Um, you know, I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I also don't know. Um, so to make that up for all that lost time. We're gonna make we're gonna review three. Yeah, and the thing that all three of these beers have in common is that they are all gluten-reduced. Yes. What are they called? They're delicious. Yes, the quote Stone unquote delicious, delicious IPAs. IPA. Um, the three variations are, of course, the original Stone Delicious IPA. Which is this one? Yep. Yes. And the second is the Stone. Citrus. Del- tr- yeah, This is it Delicious Citrus or Citrus Delicious? Delicious Citrus IPA. Interesting. And then the third one is Stone Delicious Double IPA. Wow. Didn't think that you could get any more delicious than you, it started. Yeah, but I know. This Double Delicious. DD. <laughs> DD. Delicious. Double delicious Double IPA. If you're DD, you shouldn't be drinking this one. Yeah. It clocks in at, uh, where did I see? Where Nine, was that? I think it was 9.4%. Yep, so that's... Uh, you definitely should not be drinking that if you're driving. If you're a big driving. old beer... Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, now people may be wondering, gluten reduced, wouldn't you wouldn't you rather have a gluten-free beer if you have a gluten intolerance or yeah. a gluten allergy? I mean, I think most people who do have a serious gluten allergy would rather <laughs> <laughs> would rather have uh gluten free is yes. what I would assume. Yeah, and typically if if you are somebody who has celiacs or gluten intolerance or a gluten allergy Allergy or or any kind of um, reaction to gluten, Um, you're kind of limited to what you can have if you want alcoholic beverages. Usually ciders are okay. Ciders are normally Um, okay. Liquor is usually okay. Some liquor is okay. I know some, uh, I think some whiskeys are fine because like enough of the gluten gets like, I don't know, brewed out of it or Mm -hmm. whenever they heat it. Like vodkas, like potato whiskey. Well, yeah, right? vodka is just potatoes, which are not gluten. Um, there are gluten-free beers like Omission or Redbridge. Yeah, um, I've only which, had Redbridge and boy, oh boy, did it not taste very good. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of some of the ones that I've had. I'm not a fan of any of the ones that I've had. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but they provide something for people yes, who want For it. someone who still wants to maybe maybe just enjoy a beer with their friends. Who drink full gluten beers? <laughs> they go straight like the people who just drink full mi- whole milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like a big 2%, old glass of whole percent. Two percent. I don't 2% think gluten. so. Two percent gluten. I go whole whole gluten, baby. So Stone decided to make a gluten reduced beer, and here's yes. a little descriptor from Stone's website. Okay, it says we brew Stone Delicious IPA to be gluten reduced without losing any of what makes it amazing. Ooh, we'll see if that's true in a second. We do it with an innovative fermenting process that removes the gluten. It's so effective that our gluten levels are below FDA requirements for gluten-free, less than 20 parts per million. But since the beer is brewed with barley as an ingredient, it technically doesn't get the FDA title of gluten-free and instead qualifies as gluten-reduced or gluten-removed. So I wonder, uh, because my my, uh, mom and my sister and my brother are all... Well, my brother's not technically gluten-free because he still has beer every now and again. Mm -hmm. And he just accepts the fact that it'll make his stomach kind of hurt. But my sister and my mom both have celiacs. So I wonder if they would be able to have this. That is a good question. Since it technically is below, like... I guess this is where does the definition that the FDA has for gluten-free. Does that actually... Because technically, it doesn't actually mean gluten-free. Because yeah. there's still some gluten in this beer? Um, less than 20 parts per million, which is right. incredibly small. Incredibly small, yeah. yes. Um, here's a little bit more about what they say, how they how they do the process. Um, it says, a special enzyme known as Clarex is what makes Stone Delicious IPA possible. We start by brewing the beer exactly like we do every other beer at our brewery, using all natural ingredients, barley, hops, water, and yeast— with dashes of creative creativity and art <laughs> plus a boatload of hops. That sounds like stone, mm, of course. A boatload of hops, yes. Um when boiled wort, which is unfermented beer, is transferred to the fermentation tanks where yeast is introduced to convert fermentable sugars into alcohol, we add Clarex, which separates and eliminates the potentially inflammatory nature of gluten protein chains. Oh. So it's there's I wonder if that's why like I wonder if the inflammatory part of like what happens when, for instance, my mom or sister would eat gluten. I wonder if uh, it is that enzyme that they're removing. That makes sense. Whatever the the gluten could thing be is could be. Let's say we give these a crack and uh, see what we can see about Now, all these. shall we be trying them one at a time? Yes. I th- okay. I say we go. Well, let's let's pour them all and then we'll go down the line and see what we we think, compare, contrast. All right. Well, this is, I'm cracking open the Stone Delicious, the original one. If you want to crack that one, I'll pour it, and then you can crack and pour the next one. All right, that works for me. So we're not sitting here forever. Yeah, nobody wants to sit here forever. No. Ooh, <laughs> these beers are vegan, too, you guys. I mean, most beers are, except for, like, so, ones right? that have um milk milk sugars, or, milk or what, sugars what do you call that? that? Uh, Lactose sugars. Lactose sugars, sugar, yeah. Um, full disclosure, I cannot tell totally a lie, dear podcast listener. Okay, um, I have had the Stone Delicious IPA in the past, but oh. for the life of me, I cannot remember what it tastes like. Oh my gosh! I think I liked it. I don't remember. Well, we're about to double check. We're about to chickety check if you do like it, and then we will see. Then this will determine for the entire beer world if these are good beers or not. Can you smell them already? A little bit, yeah. I sure can. Um, they smell good. This one is the citrus one? Um, yes. The okay. citrus one is a little bit lighter in color. Um, and they have a pretty cool design. We'll post a like a little video on our Instagram so you can take a, a look. Um, but it's a fairly um, uh, chic look. I guess. Simple? That's, that's a good word. But simple, a simple is a little bit more simple. But yeah, it's, it's chic. It's sleek. Sleek. Um, but all of them cheek. have a this the almost the same look. The only thing that separates them is the uh, the colors. So it's, hmm. it's kind of cool. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. Um just looking at the colors of the beer. They the, all look fairly similar. Yeah, um the citrus is a little bit lighter than the original. Yeah, okay. So you know how on uh if you're like choosing a color, you can just like move one digit down? Well, or, like on yeah, like, one, I'm, digit I'm, like up. one of the more in-depth color palettes? Yeah. Yeah, so like this the the base color is like, I guess, like a straw wheat for the regular delicious one. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, let's just make it slightly lighter. And then that's the uh, the citrus one. And then they're like, oh, let's just make it slightly darker for the double one. And that's the double. But they all look, I mean, fairly similar. Yeah, um, they all look pretty similar. For the ones that I had, I poured on my side. Um, I think they all had a similar head retention. They kind of like dissolved pretty similarly but they all like... um the regular delicious one that had dissipated the fastest yes and the other two, um, the other stuck two around a little. stayed longer. yeah i've stayed uh for a little bit longer they're uh they're not willing to get out of here as quick as the regular delicious one is let's say we go for the regular delicious shall let's we? try the regular delicious one. Oh, I and say, by the way we are recording this in person for the first time in a for the first time in a, in a oh, while, a while. Yeah. so we can actually clink our glasses and <laughs> yeah <laughs> so normally I clink my glass with one of these whiskey bottles to oh make really is that how you do it yeah. make the clink noise. unless I we have a, well, I normally cans these days so it's I, I can't like yeah. Clink, can. yeah but anyway so this yeah. is the Stone Delicious IPA the regular one as we say American Brews and Tunes she- she- but oh, that was a pretty was a pretty <laughs> weak clink I mean these are tiny glasses there we go a little better I guess yeah down mm. the delicious hatch. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I can already say that compared to the other gluten-free beers I've had, Ooh. there's more of a body to it. It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can barely remember the one that I had, but this one actually kind of tastes like beer. Yeah, I, I th- I'd i say it maybe has a little lighter body than like the regular Stone IPA. It's, uh, it feels like a lighter body... And the hops or the bitterness is very aggressive. It's that West Coast Stone IPA. It's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, which normally I'm a fan of, but in this case, the body like not compensating for it is kind of... It needs it, the backbone, uh, a little bit more. Yeah, it definitely does. It's kind of like um, some of those... What are you... Like some of the... Uh, non-alcoholic beers that were ipas they had like mm-hmm. zero body and it was just like hop yeah. water <laughs> and it was just like get in there hops punch them right in the gullet yeah and that's kind this, of what that's kind of what's happening this has more this body one. than those but it needs a little bit more of a malt backbone which is hard to do because it's it is because that's a lot of gluten if so you have being the, malt away backbone. From the beer yeah backbone I mean, it's, it's not bad though Backbone. Backbone, brown dude let's say let's move down the line towards the citrus all right or do you want to... Oh, you want to try them all first? Yeah, let's just try them all. And then we'll continue to drink them throughout that. So, yeah. Okay. So this is the citrus. I'm hoping that this provides some sweetness. Um, it smells a little bit more citrusy, I guess. But it's right. kind of similar in smell. Well, we'll still cheers, but we're not going to shibbity beep again. shibbity beep shibbity beep a the citrus itch. I like that one a lot better. Same. It's, re- it's actually way sweeter than I thought. Yeah. I did not think it was going to be that sweet. And there's almost like a malty... Kind of like more substantial, not like punching in the face bitter hop. It's just kind of like a sweet hop. Yeah. But I like in past, like it's when nice. we've had um, like the enjoy buys where they add some kind of citrus flavor. Yeah. That still like punches you in the face with this, the, the hops. This kind of almost seems like they toned down the hops and then added a citrus to it. Hmm. I, um, I mean, I, already, I could be wrong. I'm just telling you. Already I like that one better than the regular one. I do too. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm a little bit concerned about trying the double one. I don't know what to expect. I really because don't. Because I feel like it's just going to be even hoppier than the regular one. I mean, it definitely is. It looks... I don't know. We'll see. Uh, down the double hatch. Down the double delicious hatch. The double D. <laughs> Whoa. No. What an interesting flavor. Uh, the hops are not there as much. The hops are not there as much, but it's almost like... You know how... Have you ever tasted a hop pellet? I believe uh, Unfortunately, we yes. Um, it's kind of like... It kind of tastes like that. Like, it's not as bright as the regular delicious one. It's kind of like a dull, like... Just like pellety hot flavor that I'm not really a fan of. Interesting. I'm... Actually, I, I think I like it better than the original Stone Delicious IPA. Okay. But My I think I like the citrus. the citrus. Yeah. Citrus think, is definitely the best one out of these three. I think if if I had to put these three into an order, it would go... Citrus double original. Okay. I would agree with you, I think. I think the original one is probably the worst out of all of them. And the citrus is definitely the best. Agreed. Um, now having said that, the original is light years beyond all the other um I mean all three of these are better than any other gluten-free so, beers that I mean, I've had. So, Perhaps it's done for making something palatable for people to enjoy that that can't drink regular beer. Yeah, that's very true. Um so if you are, I actually am curious as to whether or not people with celiacs can have this. Yeah. Not that well, I am mean, okay, so like I'm not so if you have it, a gluten intolerance like where it's not like celiacs, like you're gonna have major issues, I think you could drink you this and have could zero have it, issues. Yeah. I don't know I as much because like I know celiacs is more serious than having it's a, a lot. It's a lot a more serious allergy. than just say than, than just saying. I'd feel worse whenever I eat gluten. Yeah, or gluten sensitivity, or gluten sensitivity. That's like the yeah. lowest level. Yeah, this is this is like if they have any wheat, like they're down for the count for the rest of the day. Like I, stomach feeling like crap, and I think probably every person has a gluten sensitivity probably a little like bit, if you yeah. eat a lot of pasta or bread you feel it you know uh-huh. it's not like uh-huh. eating a lot of broccoli <laughs> <laughs> no that no if you eat a lot of broccoli you're uh you're doing something else yeah. things are things are uh passing right through you yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a different way well, they're not like getting um, clogged up have you ever had uh, pasta made of like um like spaghetti, spaghetti squash Yes, I could eat like an entire bowl of spaghetti squash and not feel that like I love gross spaghetti sickness squash. Like oh, spaghetti squash. It's like I, it doesn't. I don't feel like I have a brick in my stomach. Where if if I eat like a bowl of pasta, like the same, I feel it. I don't necessarily feel sick, but it's a big difference. Huh? I just tried the double one again, and and yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. Like I think the best way to describe these beers, unlike whenever I say weird, I mean. Like, whenever you have an IPA, if you're a fan of IPAs, um, you feel, like, a heaviness that, that the beer would normally have. And this in, being in a, a double IPA, way. you and this really has like And this has, like, a very light feeling to it. Like, it almost feels like it's less... It doesn't, I don't know what the word is. Like, there's less ingredients in it, it or, like... It doesn't feel like a potent... Like, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't face. feel like 9.4% either. And the other two are, like, 7%, and they don't necessarily taste like that either. So, it's... It's interesting. It's very weird. Um, I don't know if I would ever buy these, like, intentionally. Or like, <laughs> not not intentionally, but, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I should get that Stone Delicious IPA. Except maybe, maybe the Citrus one. Citrus. Yeah, I got these, um, dear listener, in a um, Stone Christmas mixed pack. It was yeah. a mixed 12-pack, and every beer was a different IPA, so you got 12 unique beers. That's pretty beers. cool. It's pretty cool. Normally, when you get, like, a mixed pack, it's, like, Four different beers and you get three of each, or yeah. three, three different, beers different beers and you get four, four of each, of each. Yeah. something along those lines. But that's, I think that's pretty cool how they did that. Um, 12 uh, different ones, I'm getting, getting a lot of hot burps from this, though. Yeah, I like um, hot burps. Well, anyway, should um, I go should through, we start through through my list first and then you why don't why we go back and forth? forth? Okay, um, I will say at off the uh, top of the dome that I think we might have a couple similar ones. Uh, I'm, I'm there's two I think that are going to be on both of our lists. Okay, okay um but uh maybe three but definitely two all right well we'll see um but i will say 2022 <laughs> was a great year for music it was um i think just like 2021 it's that continued um the post output from from everyone being from covid and yeah, all that stuff everyone being cooped up writing stuff not being able to record necessarily in 2020 and then yeah finally getting to it in 2021 or whenever they could so i think that's that's when everything's kind of it's been like a a regurgitation not a regurgitation but a gurgitation uh, of music a gurgitation yes not regurgitation <laughs> yes because they're not because like there was there was that all that time where bands couldn't tour they couldn't uh they could write and maybe they could write and like release remotely, albums but but they couldn't get together to record per se or they yeah. had issues with it um so this is i think the because f- 2020 uh, covid started in 2020 march march of, march of 2020 yeah. um and i'd say lockdowns were super serious until let's say 2021 like probably july and then come like november of 2020 like there was that big spike again yep um and then the beginning of 2021 and people were cautious again i just remember like bands being like oh we're definitely going to uh we're definitely going to be able to get back on the road like in in july like in march they were like oh it, it'll all die down like it'll be fine we're going to get back on the road. And a lot of bands didn't get back on the road until 2022. Yeah. And there was, or they would start a tour and then have and to cancel then, dates. Yeah. Because like someone would get sick or I, I just remember falling. so many bands were like, "Up oh, these next, uh, what, seven dates are canceled because someone got COVID, but yep. we'll be back after our... Ten day after the period. ten, yeah, ten day period, and then like, oh, someone else will get COVID, or oh, blah 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 blah, like just yeah, yeah. and it was kind of a, a mess. COVID's still around, and it still is causing delays on all kind of things, and and people will have to postpone tour dates. But it's people are sm- smarter with it now and know how to deal with it a little better. So it's yeah, it's now just a nuisance more than a uh, life or death pandemic. Yes. I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize what it is, obviously, but... Uh, it is, yeah, it is we, a very serious thing. People can deal with it a little bit more, and things are happening now. We have more knowledge about it now. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so, where was this going? I was just saying it's a great output. 2022, we oh, finally are getting oh, an output. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah yep, yep. I mean, it's been a, a, a good year. I'm going to start with my number five album, which is We by Arcade Fire. Oh, I forgot that that came out this year. It sure did Wow, I <laughs> totally forgot about that album um and it's it came out five years after their previous album, which was everything now I'll add that to my list as well that <laughs> album was great it was um I forgot about it Wow, it came out in May, which was kind of, I, I don't know it seemed like it oh. wasn't that long ago, but that was long ago yeah that was well yeah um <clears throat> but for five years like uh, they they take a little bit of time to write their albums. <clears throat> type. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they take some time to write their albums because they're more in-depth than like, pop, just a classic pop song. Yeah, normally they have like a lot of themes that are going throughout it, both melodic and like regular themes. But when they released the track list, like, after they put their first single out, I looked at it and I saw seven songs. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> it's been five years and so you're just going to put a seven-song album out? Yeah. I um, mean, then when you look at the track listing, there's like, part one on one song and part two on another, so like, yep. you can... Like kind of shrink it. It's only five songs technically, but mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it on iTunes, they split up some of the songs, cut some songs in half. Oh, do they really? Yeah, and so it's like ten. On a, uh, oh yeah, ten songs. That, that's what they do on Spotify as well. The official track list cut up lightning and lightning, the lightning and the lightning yeah. two. Like if you buy the CD or like have the the record or look at like the band's track listing is seven. That, that's what the band yeah. says, but for digital purposes, they split them up. I guess so yes. you don't have. All these like five, six, seven minute songs on a on an album. Yeah. Um, I was a I was a huge fan of this album. I thought the whole the general vibe of it was really good. Like yeah. it was like it was like really positive. Like really uh like it, acknowledging kind of like the bad times that isolation, were in. Like I was the first half of the album, the second half was called We. And so it yeah. was like kinda like what, what that means to be isolated versus together, yeah. which we're meant to be. But then there were, there were like simple lines in the album, like we can make it if we don't quit on it or don't don't quit quit on you. I won't quit Mm -hmm. on you. You know, it's like, just like really generally positive messages in the whole album. I think, which I thought was really, it was really nice for the time when they released it. It doesn't sound much like everything now. I don't think, Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a culminate, like a combination of the suburbs and reflector perhaps okay it's a little can, bit more f- i can see why you would say that a little more folky but there are a couple like synthy dance things that you maybe mm-hmm. would get on reflector so kind of like in between the two of those but yeah. then there's there, stuff that sound like it could be off of neon bible yeah there were a lot of dancy tunes like i believe um either age of anxiety or age of anxiety 2 the one that's rabbit hole was a one. rabbit hole is very dancy. Yeah. yeah which reminded me of reflector mm-hmm. But then, like Age of Anxiety, I think reminded me more of the suburbs. Like you were oh, saying, like the second half of the first Age of, A- Age, of Age of Anxiety ended yeah. up getting dancey. So it was, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, with Lightning you. Part Two sounded like one of the fast songs on um, Neon Bible, I think, or like uh, Month of May. Oh yeah, so in the suburbs. Really, um, cool, really cool album. Yeah, and the, and it's potentially their last album. Maybe, maybe. Will Butler left the band, right? After he recorded this album then left to do solo stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, don't um, see. I agree with you, though. I like that album. I totally forgot that, that came out in, this year. Right. Totally forgot. Are you going to move to your FUNF your position? Um, I'm just going to go down the list. I didn't give him any rankings or anything like that. Okay, so yours, yours just, holds... Just things that I was excited about. All right. <laughs> um, Mine so, holds ranking. Uh, this might be one that we have together. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's new album. You mean... Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper. Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper. Yeah, um, maybe we'll see. <laughs> okay, um, this might be his last album, at least for a while. Because he—I would assume for a while. Yeah, I think he's moving on. To, it was his last one with the label, I think, and he's moving on to some producing things and like like I think he has a movie production company. Oh, really? Um, but really, um, really uh, a good album. I don't know if there's much too much in the way of like standout tracks that I, Mm. I, there's maybe like one or two that I go back and like we will listen to. The one that I think is standout is Die Hard. I think that's a fantastic song. I mean, that's a good one in N95. N95 is also very good, yeah. I think they pushed that one as a single. I can't remember. I believe they did too. Um, But in general, I think the whole album is, it was like none of the songs were like absolute like bangers, as you you would say, or like none of them are like, Oh, they're going to be playing this at the club. I agree. All the time. But it, the whole album was like really well thought out, really well done, really well, uh, like thematically all the way through. It's like, a concept album. front It and back. is. It is a concept album for sure. Self discovery, maybe not necessarily self discovery, but f- kind of finding like some inner demons and trying to figure out where they stem from, yep. why they exist, and like how to yeah, process like, and deal with them. He like talks about going to therapy and like. Just essentially just trying to do a lot of self work on him, like yep. work on himself. I mean, and there's there's some pretty, pretty intense songs. subjects on there. Yeah. yeah, A lot of heavy uh subjects. That was a, a high point for me because ever since, uh I guess, I think the first album I listened to by him was Damn. And then you had mentioned like to go back and listen to uh to Pimp a Butterfly yeah. and like all, all those other albums. So I've been eager to hear new music from him. And I think the way that he took this album musically was really, mm, I guess, interesting. I don't want to say daring, but like there were a lot more like, it seems like classical music like motifs Mm -hmm. used or like, I don't know. Overall, I thought it was a great album and I really enjoyed that part. I I think it is a very very good album as well. Um, On to my fourth album of the year. It is The Unraveling of Pup the Band by... Pup by Pup, the band. <laughs> I forgot that that came out too. What the heck? I forgot about so many of these albums that I mean, came out this year. This came out in April, so it's been a minute. What the heck? Um, and we this did... is a fantastic album. It I is. love this album. It is. It, we did a full review of this album on episode one hundred and twenty-four. So uh, I definitely would recommend listening to that if you want to hear um what we said specifically. Yeah. Uh, but I th- I think it's a very ambitious album for them. Like it is musically because they didn't. Yep. They're always kind of pushing the boundaries of uh, uh, like what what they want to do, like throwing in weird time signatures, um, wonky sounds and stuff. But they the sonic like, choices that they made on this album, like the more um, fuzz than overdrive on the yeah. guitars, and also turning the fuzz and overdrive down. And they used a lot of electronic stuff too. Yeah. Like in Robot writes a love song, yeah, and making it a a somewhat loose concept album, yeah. Um, it's just well, yeah, because they, they they did like tell a story, the story, quote unquote, story kind of throughout the entire thing. Yeah, I guess not quote unquote. It was a story throughout the yeah. entire thing. But yeah, my favorite song from that album was totally fine. I mean, that's great. Matilda's great. Yeah, but is it called, Matilda? Matilda. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I was like, it's not Matilda, it's Melinda. But I was like, no, it's Matilda. <laughs> Melinda. Because Matilda's, the, I think of the movie also, what I think of that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's it's a great song. Oh, Relentless is also so good. Uh, what, cutting the Corners. Cutting the Corners, yeah. Or we Cutting do, Off the Corners. Do, 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 do. Uh, it's very, very I'm gonna good i going to have to go album. back and listen to this album again. Yeah. What the heck? How did I forget about this album? I don't know. You've got a bad memory, my man. i got memory. a really bad memory, apparently. <laughs> What's next on your list? Uh, next on my list is, we got to go some, to uh, some good beer fest this year. Like went to the what? one we went to, uh, the winter warmer, yes, which was uh, this past weekend or a couple weekends ago, I guess. Probably my favorite beer fest in Nashville, I'd say. Yeah, um, the only part that I'm not really a fan of is the fact that it's normally like raining oh, that's, and like gross. That's just out of control, like, but that's out of that, that's obviously out of their control. But this, uh, this year. I was able to get some food there. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Had some really good beers. Um, and then the one at the Sound Stadium as well. Yeah, that one's fun because there's... That one's fun. There's just so much to do and they have games everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also some really good food. And Germantown's cool. But the Winter so, Warmer is really cool because they have hard-to-get beers. Yes, a lot of rare rarities are a there. A lot of high-gravity beers, but I also feel like... Lots of high-gravity beers. I also feel like the people there are like not like a bunch of people just drinking to get obliterated. Mm, a lot of people are like, there, I I'm sure there are some there. There definitely are. But if you go to like the, the one that happens at, um, where the predators play Bridge arena, it's a yeah. lot of those people just trying to see just how much alcohol they can drink in three hours or whatever. Yeah. But at this one, yeah, it is a lot of people like, Oh, we're bringing out this beer that we've been saving for a while. Yeah, like special tappings at certain times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to say about the winter warmer. Slipped my mind. There goes my memory again. Well, um, if you think I, about it, you can always come back I, to it. Moving on to my number three. Yeah. Which might be on your list if you remember <laughs> it. If I remember it, I probably didn't. New Ruin by the Flatliners. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that what one, is too. Ruin- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, because I was thinking just like broad things that I enjoyed about 2022 okay, and not specifically fine. albums. That's fine. Um, but yeah, this album was this in, fantastic. It was in August, so it's even more recent than the other ones. Yeah, this album's great. Um, I do think that I like their last album better than this one which is, i like um, this one. i like this one better inviting light yeah um I think it's a little more solid from front to back um I think <laughs> yeah. i like every song on there just a little more like a slightly more than on this one mm-hmm. but I think this album rocks um and I think this album does has a couple things that they haven't had on their previous two albums which is like Mm. like they had that fast like more punk song yes um tunnel vision tunnel vision yep that's a great album the opening track performative hours is like the heaviest song they've had on for like three hours hours. it's just like it's a rager yes um i love those two songs but i think for me the highlight is the last song which is called absolutely under dying under Yeah. That last song is so good. It builds up for maybe about a third of the song, yeah, and then it reaches this climax where it's just like a bah, 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 and then there yeah, there's the guitar that, solo like the, the climax of the song is just like awesome and it just yeah like, it just is epic at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they strip it back and almost do that same motif on the guitar, but like real light, like yeah, and just quiet. And then they build it up again, and then they have a nice. Uh, instrumental outro. It's, it's like a a journey that song is. Yeah, um, lots um, of good dynamics. Man, I don't know how I forgot about this album. Like I remember them them releasing Performative Hours and Rat King, and like hearing those two songs, I was like, oh, this is gonna be so good. Like I can't wait for this album to come out. And then it was good. <laughs> and then it was good. <laughs> yes. It uh, it took me a few listens, but I eventually came to the conclusion that it was awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Every that every song great. on there's so good. Very much so. What was the last um, song? Souvenirs? Souvenirs? Is it called Souvenir? Are that's you talking about the about. last album? Yeah this album. Not souvenir. It's um uh souvenir is a song. Oh then on yeah, the that's album. what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Also like a super, super catchy melodic song. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um okay, so another one of mine. hmm Which is probably on yours. We'll see. Frank Turner is also my number two. So oh! your number three is my number two, but you have no order to. I yours. have no order to mine, <laughs> but it's FTHC, but of F-T-H-C, course. FTHC, baby. This came out in February. It did. So that's the oldest, like the farthest back one in on my list for sure. Perhaps okay, years. <laughs> well, yeah, perhaps mine. Um, but yeah, this album was great. It's uh, kind of him going back to quote unquote roots. Like I punk, guess punk roots. I guess more rock punk roots. More punk, more rock, less folk. Um, yeah, even and though there still was a lot of folk on it. Yeah, but not as much as like well the the past two albums. Like there was, um, uh, what the heck is it called? Um, haven't been doing so well. What's the one where they? Uh, what's the picture of the hands holding hands. Get better. I mean, uh, Be More Kind. <laughs> yes, the album Be More Kind <laughs> was uh, a little bit softer and a little bit more experimental. Like, he did some dancey stuff on it. Yeah, a little bit softer, a little bit more emotional. wasn't rocky. More, uh, there was one rock song, but it wasn't a rocky album. A little bit more heartfelt. Mm-hmm. The or, album or, after that was the uh, that's not the right album phrase, about ladies. Like, that yes. concept album about uh, historical w- women in history. female figures. Yeah. I've drawn a blank on what it was called. Um, I can look it up real quick. It is called... It is called... No Man's no Land. Man's Land. Sounded, <laughs> we just got it. Um, a really cool album also, and he had an accompanying podcast where he talked about each song and yeah. the figures. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, people I would have never heard about um, if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a straight folk record. Just yeah. folk through and through. Um, and this album, FCHC, he said, we're shaking off the dust from the past couple albums. And yeah. he meant it. And he really did uh, mean it, especially with the first track, Non Servium. Oh, yeah. This came in with a really fast, like, yeah. punk, hard punk song. Um, and then this also, this ties into a, a, a few episodes ago, it also has a song, A Wave Across the Bay, which is his song, is I guess, tribute song to Scott Hutchinson. Yeah, that's a really poignant song. Yeah, really good song. Yeah. And you can hear... Um, oh, and then the song Punches, too? Yeah, Punches rocks. Oh, It's got the whole three-song um, arc about his dad. Yes. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just for for your own reference to your listener, we did a full album review of this on uh, episode 122. Yeah. Worth a listen. We also reviewed the Pup album, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, on episode 124. Yes. Okay. I'm, so you can go back and to listen to that, that one as well. Yeah. We have so many good things. Yeah. Um, that was your third. That was my two. So go on and yeah, go ahead and, do and listen to that. I'll do your third my now. next one. Or your number two. Um, one cool thing that happened this year is. Switchfoot released a Christmas album. I only—I don't know if you saw to that. The single that they put out, like a California, Christmas. California Christmas. Yep, that's was. that's one of the fav- my favorite songs on it. So jazzy, like there's yeah. so, so many. Like it's th- that would be a very different. Like because um, from my understanding, and I haven't listened to the whole album, but. Half of the album is songs they wrote, half the song is half traditional. Are covers, yeah. songs. And yep. this is that's one they wrote. Yep. And it's that's like not an easy song to write, just listening to the chords they put in there yeah, the I changes. Know. It's a weird melody. A lot of really cool things happen on that album. Yeah, so I, I um, need to dig into that. I haven't I haven't delved into it too heavily because they just released it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, within the past, I guess within the past four or three months. Um, but on first listen, I was like, wow, like I mean, first of all, they're covers of like traditional Christmas songs were pretty cool in general yeah like i thought they put like their nice uh, kind of switch foot you know take take on it mm-hmm. but then like their originals too i was like oh like these are actually kind of cool yeah it's hard it's really hard it's to make hard to write an original christmas, christmas yeah song That's good exactly reliant k did a and couple good ones mariah carey did a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i will say that this is the first year that mariah carey's not in the top 10 wow because Thank of taylor goodness. swift Thank goodness. But ever since she, re- she released that, she's always in top 10 in December. I don't want oh, but to let for Christmas. <laughs> it's a great song. It's so catchy. It's so catchy, but I dislike it so much. Fair enough. Well, it's not that I dislike it. It's that I you get can dis- You can dislike can... it. No. Well, okay. So it's objectively a good song. It's like it's well it's written. Super catchy. Really good melody. Really catchy. It's just too much. It's just it's too much. It yeah, happens everywhere. I hear it yeah. too much, and it just like ruins it for me. Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, But anyway... I think on, specifically on a Calif- California Christmas, the song on that album, they get it right. Like they get the, uh, cause what is it about Christmas? Like older Christmas songs? Like it's, a, I think like it's Bing like, Crosby like melodic, like melodically, things. like they use a lot of like half step stuff, like half step key change type stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah, I guess what you were saying, it's a little bit more jazzy in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of capture that element of Christmas music in the song, California Christmas. Nice, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go delve into that at some point over the yeah. next week or two. I liked it. It was great. Um, good job, Switchfoot. Yeah, very good job, Switchfoot. Before I get into my um, number one, I do have some honorable mentions. Okay. I'm going to go down the list very quickly. Um, my first honorable mention was the Kendrick album. <laughs> oh, okay, nice, yeah. Um, next is the album The Visitor by the band Cigar. Um, like a really technical skate punk band. Really oh. cool album. I think you told me about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is, I did tell you about that one, but I don't, I don't think you've listened to it. I have not, before. no. Uh, next is Lose Your Delusion by Wilhelm Scream. They put out an oh, album once maybe every seven or eight years. They did put out a new album this year. Okay. Very progressive, yet poppy, which is a strange combination. I have not listened to it. Um, the Mountain Goat's most recent album, Bleed Out. Is right, that album was really awesome. cool. That album was really cool. Um, I think it's the best album they put out in a long time. Um... The Hum Goes On Forever by The Wonder Years. Um, I think I I liked haven't it. listened to that yet. I liked it better than their last album, like, Out the Gates, like, on hmm. my first listen. I was like, I like this. Hmm, um, okay. I, I really have only listened to it a handful of times. I, I'd like to listen to it more. Maybe that's why it's not in my top five. Um, my number one honorable mention is Layers by Tree Shelf. <laughs> oh, yes. No shame. Uh, yes, it's, it's that, that did come out this year, didn't it? One of the best... I, I would put it at number one, but uh, come on. Yeah, I can't put it number one. Um, and to be honest, every everything that i've listed whether it's in my top five or an honorable mention is very lucky that blink 182 did not release an album this year because it would take (laughs) precedent over every single spot listen that's one of the things that i mentioned in in my list was the fact that tom delong is getting back together with blink oh it's because like even as even for me like someone who is not that in. obviously i'm not as into blink 182 as you are um, naturally naturally um But I'm still kind of excited for it. Like, okay, cool. Like, he's getting back together with them. Like, he's done. The last album that they did with. He did with Blink was fantastic. Yeah. And, like, after listening to. Did his album, Angels and Airwaves, come out this year? It was late, later, I think last fall. So, um, 2021. It was a good album. Like, after hearing that, I was like, it'd be nice to hear him back in Blink. Yeah. There were a few songs that I wasn't really a huge fan of on uh, his Angels and Airwaves album. But. It's the the thing with them is that he goes off with those strange ideas that are really cool and sometimes it's a bit much. Yeah. And then Mark has the ideas that are cl- like classically pop punk that sometimes are a bit boring. Yeah. Um, both of them great in their own. So they, but they combine balance the two each of them, other out pretty well. Like a Neighborhoods type thing where you can like feel the like awkward push and pull that there was definitely some strife going on. Is the, uh, in the Neighborhoods album, was the song Helicopter mm-hmm. on that album? Yeah. Start living in the shadow of a helicopter. Yeah, like I heard that song on on that album, and I was like, "Wow, that's a really boring lyric."
1: <laughs> or like that's, that's a
0: really just kind of like okay lyric. That was a Mark song. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway, my number one. Okay, number one. Band Aid Brigade. Sex is terrifying. Oh, I forgot about this <laughs> album too. <laughs> I mean, other than Frank Turner, you forgot about everything. <laughs> I forgot about everything, man. Um, it's their fantastic, fantastic. Came out in fantastic August. Fantastic sophomore album. Um, agreed, so agreed. Um, we interviewed um, both members we from Band Brigade on episode. Well, two, number... two of the members. There are multiple True. other people. True. Well, but, like, originally it they, was just they Zach are the, Quinn they are from the main. Pears. They are the main members. Yeah, it was originally uh, comprised of Zach Quinn from Pairs and Brian Wallstrom from Gods of Mount Olympus. Um. But we we interviewed them on episode 127, and then we reviewed the album in full on episode 128. Yes, um, really, really good album. Just a fantastic <clears throat> album. Um, really great, interesting chord choices. Yeah. It's not your typical one, five, six, four. As we said, uh, yeah. The, there's like odd stuff that like we as songwriters don't necessarily think of. Um, but my my appreciation on this album, I think. Is the production and the layers that they added? Yes, because it's the the playback factors. That was the, big time. because you can go back and listen and hear something you've never heard before. Yeah, that every, was, new, every time. That was the biggest step up from the last album from from their first album. Yeah, the first album, great in its own, but yeah, um, it wasn't as layered as as this one. But is. yeah, the fact that they were able to come back and create like all these songs that have so many more layers mm-hmm. than their previous album, and even more like complexity in terms of chord choice instrumentation like they used a lot more auxiliary percussion yep in the new album i believe so just overall a fantastic absolutely fantastic sophomore album for them very happy for them great. agreed i hope they well i mean i hope that their respective bands um continue as well but i yeah. hope band brigade definitely continues. i hope they continue as well uh for my number one is turnstile and their new album which came out in september of 2021 <laughs> oh no it did yep <laughs> at least oh. I, it was, it was the august september october it was late fall or you know or early fall whatever you know i think the reason why i thought it came out this year is because i've listened to it so gall munch that munch? was much it was on, on your um it was on my top spotify, spotify. They, top. Were, they were they were my top artist on spotify wrapped of this year I was blink 182 naturally surprise surprise um, but that's, I mean, I'm surprised Turnstile wasn't on mine also, to be honest. I listened to that album a ton um, this year. We reviewed that album as well recently. I don't have the episode number, don't but exactly it's know which episode in the last honest, five episodes or so. So maybe check out 125 to 130. Yeah, it's in, you can it's go listen to somewhere. that. Basically, I think they created a very, very close to masterpiece of an album. I think some people have called it like Dreamcore dreamcore as, as okay, like a yeah. descriptor of what they sound like that kind of makes sense it's it's very interesting cuz there is like with the uh the reverby chorusy guitars yeah. and like the hardcore setting it's really interesting yeah i wouldn't call it like shoegaze no it's definitely not shoegaze but i did find a band that I'll I'll um i'll tell you about it later but it's something that has some shoegazy elements okay ooh the jum 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 I can't remember what the 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 word is, but when he holds the uh the tremolo bar while strumming, the bar while, while strumming, or yeah. whammy bar, whatever you call it, but yeah, it's it's a it's a weird effect. Hmm. Super weird. Um. Uh, but yeah, um. Turnstile Glow On is such a good album. Oh, uh, you know what? They're nominated for Grammys, and that's this year. Three Grammys, right? That's this year. Yes, right? that's this year. Yes so three, they were they were nominated Grammys. this year that's that's also really cool hope, in and, in and of itself win, in it's, and of itself that's really cool yeah. because like normally you wouldn't think like a hardcore like punk band would be nominated for a Grammy mm-hmm. but I think that's that's a, that's a that's a testament to how much impact that album had yep. on the music world yep because like they were playing that during hockey games it's on a Taco during, Bell commercial yeah it's in a Taco Bell commercial from, Hol- holiday This summer. like is, it's crazy yeah. None of the words, but all the instruments are. Yeah, but still, though, like that's so wild. Now it's like going to like getting Taco Bell. Now we're getting Taco Bell. <laughs> Gonna get a tummy ache. <laughs> Gonna put my pants later. I love t- Turnstile and Taco Bell. What yeah. a great combo! <laughs> I uh, I love Turnstile and I miss Taco Bell dearly. <laughs> you can always go back. I can't. Yes, you can get it fresco. I literally cannot go back. You literally can. It would I mean I literally can. You're right, but it would uh getting it al fresco would be terrible. No, it would it getting would, it without cheese would be so bad. No, it's still good. Cheese is like 75% of the reason why I like Taco Bell. Be mm. honest. Be honest. Let me think the f- meat is not good. My favorite thing is the chalupa. Okay, so ten and- percent the Sour cream, like ranch sauce. I could do without. I could do without really? the ranch, sour cream. That and was the cheese. always one of my favorite parts of the chalupa. The shell for me, because it's that shell that's like okay. a little crispy and good. then chewy at the same time. It's a weird shell. And it Taco Bell is, yeah. did them good, and they they have uh, uh, usually chicken or beef on that one, mm-hmm. and just throw on a fire sauce, and that chalupa is indeed fire. <laughs> is indeed fire, as yeah. the young kids say. Um. Anyways, anyway. oh, all in all, um, 2022, uh, great it a great year for music, good year for beer fests, good year for Blink-182. Good year for everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no complaints from here at all. Yeah. Except I mean, about it's, Ticketmaster. it's been, yeah, it's been, a, oh yeah, that's still one thing that could definitely be fixed. Yeah. That honestly, I feel like the government should step in um, and be they, like, it hey, has, it has been brought to their attention and they, I, and I was believe, like, hey, I've heard they're going that. to look into it for um monopoly type. Yeah. Cause it, it is a monopoly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, back to the beer. Um, I think that through the uh, let's go through each of them again. I mean, my so, opinions really haven't changed. The stone double was meh for me. It was. I, I like the stone double. Like it still wasn't that great. That's but that's third place for me. Second place is the regular delicious, which was very dank and very very hop forward. Yeah, that's my th- number three. Okay. And then the Stone Delicious Citrus IPA, which is what I'm finishing on because it was my favorite. Same. Uh, used the citrus sweetness to balance out kind of the weird, gross no gluten flavor that you get. Yes, with a gluten reduced beer. And I, again, I still think it's just baffling that there's a sweetness to it because for other other breweries where they add citrus, I expect it. For Stone, yeah. I expect almost essence of citrus. As opposed to sweetness from Like citrus. more of the rind. Yes, more yeah, of a rindy where you get a, the bitter flavor. citrus, like maybe more of a grapefruit. But this is like a sweetness of an orange almost. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Which I I think Sweetness of an orange with a little hint of lemon. Yeah, I, I, I think I it's tasting. perfectly added to this and I think it rounds it out very well. I think it's I'd, very nice. I'd be happy to have this one again. Um, yeah, that yeah. is, if they sold a six pack of that, I might actually get that. Um, you might be able to find it, I just don't know where. Um again I, I I got this in a mixed twelve pack. Mixed twelve pack. Thank you, Stone. Keep doing that. That was a lot of fun to Yeah, kind of kinda, a cool yeah. idea. Uh so overall, twenty twenty two is coming to an end. Um looking forward to a great twenty twenty three. Same here. Um we have a fun January planned. We do. We're going actually to do, yeah, let's tell people about that. We're right going now. to do dry January again. I don't think yes. we did it this year, but I think we did it the year prior. We did well, it Maybe 2019, actually We did it, yeah, 2019, because I was still in the lady courthouse Correct Well, that might have been 2020 It was probably 2020 It could have been 2020 I think it was 2020 But, but we're going to do that again But this time it's going to be something a little bit different We're not we're just going to be having non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beers We're doing brews that don't have alcohol So anything that's brewed and doesn't have alcohol There we'll could be an episode where we try soy sauce Yes, there could is be technically brewed Other than that, though, it's going to be a mystery. A mystery to you and honestly a mystery to me because I believe Steve came up with the idea. (laughs) And, you know, the greatest mystery of all... Life. Turnstile. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) Um, But we're looking forward to a great January. Um, Absolutely. We will have... Hopefully you are too. Four episodes planned. I believe the next episode Jesse is going to review angel dust angel dust i finally buff. did my bet the Beth's review as you all know and so i have to do the angel dust pretty buff review so that's definitely happening at the beginning of january and then the following episodes we'll see we'll see and we'll so, see. so will you i guess you'll hear it um let's but say you we, might uh, see it. sign off and finish this brew let's do that as we always say on american brews and tunes <laughs> down the 2022 hatch nice i'm gonna have to finish my two sips i took one last big sip it's a big sipper mm, it almost tastes like they put a little oj in there it's really good yeah um anyways uh, my name is Stephen johnston and my name is jesse titus thanks for listening you guys Boo! <laughs> Boo! here's a theme song you know it's not a mean song it's a good song Just In as the- it should song American Brews and Tunes shibbity be a day